I can leave it here if you want, and we can if you want it on video. We can. Isn't it cool? Ooh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. That's whiskey. Yeah. I like whiskey. Yeah, this is um, I'm I'm new to whiskey. Actually, my 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 first um, bourbon slash whiskey story is actually a fun story. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. So we'll let you um, tell that uh, when we get started. Save that for the show. But you got it. I just made a post the other day. Uh, I guess it was yesterday on my story. Uh, this billboard that said. I can't remember exactly what it says, but basically, uh, whiskey is the answer to everything. I don't know what the answers are, but uh, whiskey is the answer. I, I don't know. I, I approve that message. It's, yeah, I do too. The older I get, and I'm not, a, and I'm not an exception. I'm not a drinker. Um, but the 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 more my life tends, the more sideways everything keeps going, the more I'm I'm accepting of this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm learning to embrace that as I, whiskey is the answer to everything. <laughs> That's right. Bourbon or bourbon, yes, the, or bourbon. The I, answer I like lies at the bottom of every glass. It's true. Yep. It's it's my grandfather would, would approve that message. My grandfather, that's a whole different podcast. My and grandfather. if you don't find like, it in this glass, it's in the next glass. So keep drinking until <laughs> you, true. you find true. the answer. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right, lead heads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host, Lefty. Ten years of educating the uneducated here on the Talking Lead Podcast. That's right. We are celebrating our ten-year birthday. If in case you hadn't heard, with a huge giveaway, we have nearly ten thousand dollars in prizes, and we've got six awesome prize packages that we've divided those up into. So if you haven't heard about it, go back to the previous episode because we break down each of the prize packages and we talk about each of the prizes that are in those. And just to entice you a little bit more, we're giving away an AP5 from Century Arms. We're giving away a Tavor from IWI. We're giving away an AR7 from Henry Rifles. We've got a special Keltec Sub-2000 that uh, we've got in this. It's kind of a, a unique unicorn. And uh, is that it? Is that four guns? I think that's our four guns there. Um, but that plus a whole lot more. Primary Arms has kitted each of those with an optic. We've got some scopes from Crimson Trace. Seal One has jumped in. Mission First has got lots and lots of awesome prizes in that. Kraken Gun Cases. Um, we've got, I think five of those that we're giving away and we've got ASP USA has put in some, some awesome prizes and I know I'm forgetting somebody, but I'll, I'll catch them as we go through the show here, but go back to the previous episode. It's a good episode. I had some of you lead heads on there. Um, and it was a good time. So check that episode out. This episode is going to be more. I don't want to say political, but it's going to be more of a political type topic, and uh, it's it's just more for education. It's it's news you can use if you choose, and we want you to get more involved with what's going on uh, with this particular uh, topic and subject. And it's it's hardening our schools, our our public schools, our private schools, you know, protecting our children. Um, don't they say that our children are our future? So it's you know it's protecting our future and uh, giving them safer environments and I guess less stressful places to where they can uh, become model citizens. 
Uh, and to help me do that on this episode, I've got two guests joining me, and they're both new. So I got two new guys, new guys, new guys, and sometimes a girl this episode. <laughs> it's a rarity, but I always welcome women on the show because we love uh, hearing from our, our females and their perspective on firearms and 2A and just everything. Good answer, Lefty. Right? <laughs> it's Carrie with stilettos and shotguns, and also she started a, a nonprofit called We the Female. Carrie, welcome in. Thank you for having us on. I, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to have this chat. Well, it's it's no time out of my schedule. I welcome it, and I appreciate um, that you guys are on and, and willing to talk about this because I think it's a very important uh, subject. And then there are some things that you guys are doing to further this, and we're going to talk about uh, what you and Guns of America and what was the other company? Gun Owners of America and Cloverleaf uh, Precision, which is owned by uh, State Representative Jay Stiegel in in the state of Oklahoma. There you go. Um, so, and joining us also with Gun Owners of America, and we've never had, as far as I can remember in my 10 years, I don't think we've ever had anybody from Gun Owners of America on the show, Jordan Stein, who is the Southeast Regional Director, and he's been with GOA for seven years now. So, welcome in, Jordan. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. And I have a question. Sure. Is there a, a poncho that goes with Lefty? <laughs> so, so there's you know there's a story behind that that uh, that nickname. But yeah, do you want to be? Told me that do you want to be my poncho? You can be my poncho. <laughs> we were we were talking earlier, Jordan and I. He's a hunter also, and as you leadheads know, I talked about it a little bit. Before, I got my first crossbow harvest this year, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a nice nine-pointer, beautiful deer. Uh, and Jordan has also recently got into the crossbow hunting, and you've had you've had better luck than me. You've gotten two harvests. I, I sure have. I've been I've been very blessed this year. Um, you know, I, I bought my house, and it came with a little bit of land, and I, I was very fortunate to... Uh, take two deer this year with with my crossbow first was a doe and then the second was a, a seven-pointer buck um which is really interesting because of how the rack is uh when, when i first saw the buck come up i i had thought he'd been fighting or something because the rack is offset mm -hmm. and, and i had thought like part of the rack had broken off or something um but you know eventually i i, I arrow him and he runs about 40 50 yards and and everything and uh my crossbow it's a, a 10 point titan m1 very impressed with it and i have rage broadheads i mean it just cuts a big hole for the deer um you know and i was you know fortunate enough to make good ethical shots on the deer and um but come to find out that it's, it wasn't broken off it's just really crooked so uh um, i mean hey it happens to the best of us you know everybody's got a little yeah. crook you know a little to the left, well, a little to the right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm happy with it. I like interesting deer. Um, and, and I've seen a few more deer come up uh, recently, but none that I just really wanted to to shoot. So yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I was I was agreeing with you. Mine, you know, is, is a nine point. Anytime you get those off kilter numbers, you know, there's probably usually something unique, you know, about the yeah. the the rack and. This one I don't have it here. I've got it in the garage because I'm I'm 
preparing it to mount. Um, it's got every rack is unique. <laughs> they are, and and I They're appreciate every one of them. Absolutely, all racks are beautiful. Oh, I love, that, that's a patch. All racks matter. Racks matter. That's right. <laughs> but this one's got a little point coming out, and then it goes up. Uh, it's just like it's a perfect hanger, you know. Um, but I'm not going to hang anything off mine. But, um, it's it's kind of cool. But I've yeah. been enjoying that. I have both of my deer heads in the ground. I'm letting them decompose, and I'll probably mount them up. Uh, I got that, that was the first deer I killed. Well, you got blurry. your blur yeah, screen on. Turn your blur screen off so everybody can see it. All right, let's see if I can figure out how to do that. Don't be um, stingy. It, 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 it was my first deer, um, and at the time I had one day to hunt, and um, I was going to shoot whatever came my way and and that little guy <laughs> came up you know it's just a little four-pointer i know uh, but he came walked out in front of me and i smoked him and and he tasted really good yeah. so um and I, I, this is kind of my, my trophy wall because you know I, i've been fortunate enough to uh, go to kansas and hunt pheasant and quail and did a little bird hunting in wyoming and everything so, so um, jordan is quite the hunter uh, very nice uh, yeah. I'd like to see that. So, uh, I'm really after turkey. Like, um, that's that's my, next on my bucket list. And I, I hunted some this spring, but you know, I missed the turkey this spring. And I, I'll admit it, I missed. I, I just pulled pulled over the trigger, shot over its head. It happens um, to the best. I have place, a, buddy. a I have a special surprise for for the turkeys this year. Uh oh, little little unconventional. What do I don't you know got if we there? We can have guns on this, but absolutely, oh well. we can have guns on. This is a gun so, podcast, son. Look cool. behind Excellent. me. Excellent. <laughs> so this is a um, a Rossi Tuffy 410 turkey, Ooh, and nice. it's got a red dot on it. So I'm trying something different, other than the 12 gauge, with uh, get some good tungsten and shots. So yeah. that that's what I'll be playing the turkey hunt with this year. And this is so light and handy. Like, what's that like I a really 30 like inch? It's a, I think it's a 26-inch barrel, so it's, okay. it's a little long, but it's still super, super handy. Yeah, so, it looks super lightweight. Um, mm-hmm. Nice little floor. So I, I should be able to, you know, hold it out for a long time if I, if I had to. So. Yeah. Yeah. I really like exciting. So, I don't hunt um, yet. I'm, I'm an herbalist, though, so I'm, I'm always protected. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the dirt doctor. The dirt you know, the zombies come because I know which plants to kill you with or help you survive with. So, oh nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we bought thirty acres in in Georgia to homestead, and, and we've got a lot of deer on the property. So I'm learning, and I, I want to learn how to crossbow hunt. It's um, it's the easier it's just, of you know of the two. I I want to do the compound bow, but the uh, my learning curve wasn't long enough this year, so I decided to just go ahead with the crossbow because it's just like shooting a you know, a rifle pretty much. Yeah. Like I went out, yeah. probably shot, I don't know, a hundred arrows before I went on my hunt just to make sure, because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to jack up. Like you said earlier, I don't want to be unethical with my hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bopped myself in the nose with a compound, like trying like, there's too many. Yeah. The, the I'm not coordinated enough for a compound. Beat your forearm up and yeah. Yeah. You could put now, your eye out. Now my face. wife, if we talk about like real bows, she, she's the archer and she does a recurve and I mean, she can Robin Hood arrows. Like, she is just an incredible archer. She doesn't care to hunt, but, you know, she can just, you know, smoke the arrows. And it's very impressive. 
Yeah. I love that. I think it's cool. I, I, I love that the art of bow hunting is coming back or, and just both the sport of it, you know. That well, the technology cool. is in, in increasing to the, you know, extent yeah. to where you don't have to be Rambo to be able to draw back a bow um, yeah. anymore. Yeah. I, I believe y'all can probably think, uh, uh, what's that? There's a movie with that, with the gal with the bow. What is it? The, I don't know. Uh, right? That, that oh. women, uh, a lot of young women became very interested in bow hunting. Um, or just archery and, and in just general. Shooting. Yeah, not necessarily bow hunting, but just archery in general. Yeah. Archery in general, yes. And and I know yeah. my daughter did. I mean, so it, you know, when those movies came out a few years back. So it's funny how those trends will kind of kind of play in. Yeah, I don't, Um, that's, that's definitely... I mean, not pop, something movies, I movies and pop culture have a direct effect on it society does. and, you know, what you see and what's popular and, and what's why they call it pop culture. So. A friend of mine is the guy, I'm, I'm sure that there's a much fancier term for this, but he's the guy that puts um, the weapons from the gun industry into movies. video games. In video games. Okay. I had so a guy. Call of Duty. So when somebody wants a. I had that uh, guy on the show. I don't know if he's your friend or not, but I did have that guy on the show not too long ago. So I'm sure there's more than one of them, right? But that does it. But yeah. Could be your uh, friend. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's. Yeah. I mean, his name is, is Chris Deeb. And he. I'm sure there's more than one of them. I think that but, was him. I think that's yeah, who he was Chris, on the show. Yeah. He's, he's a cool, he's a cool did dude. Did he used to. Or does he work for Leviathan also? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. who he's I had like on. He's a contractor for them, right? He, that's yeah, who he, I so had he on. contracts with them and. And when they want the weapons in, he's the one that has to like, is it gonna is it gonna work? Is it not? So anyway, Leadheads, go back to that episode where I interviewed Chris Deep, and yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what we talked about. Firearms yeah, he's my buddy. And, uh, he video doesn't games. far from me actually, but um, he's I, I, that to me when I learned about that, and of course it makes sense, but it's one of those things that you never think about, right? And I was yeah. like, that's really fascinating. Well, look, now you can tell him that you you are on the Talking Lead podcast. Now, I, right? I I you will, have joined the crew. We've been talking dogs a lot because I rescued a, a a little walnut-brained uh, German Shepherd recently, and he's a dog rescuer. So we've 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 been kind of that's been our interactions lately, but about nice. our dogs. <laughs> Very good. But uh, that was something fascinating for me to learn, and and, and to learn that um, I guess CMMG really wanted to get that descent that which I think looks cool, but apparently a lot of the the uh, gaming industry doesn't like the way it looks, and so they're having a hard time getting it in the games. Random like. Who knew, right, that this exists? Of course it exists. Like, where else are they going to get it, right? Yeah. So when you think, it's not something you ever think about until <laughs> you meet somebody that does it, I guess, right? It's so. true. It is true. Unless you're like a big gamer. And if you're a firearms yeah. enthusiast and a gamer, you know, then you're very, you know, you critique the hell out of the guns that they put in the games and yes. and all that. And they're never, ever going to be just like no. the real thing because gaming is just that. It's gaming and it, you know, it takes the fun out of it if you, you know, don't give a certain edge to a gun or optic or something like that. So our topic today, Leadheads, isn't uh, video games or, or hunting, but we're going to be talking about, as you heard me say earlier, um, hardening our school systems for our kids. But before we do that, we got to take care of some jack wagons and we want to honor some heroes with the planes and trains. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed. Did you hear that train? You, you could, I did hear you it. You couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss it. I, 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 I hear a train coming. Coming, coming around, coming around the, the bend. Yeah. 
and it's it's got Arlie Army the Gunny on it. Um, so let's take care of some jack wagons first. And Carrie, you said you had you had a, a couple of jack wagons, so we'll we'll give you the honors, ladies first. Mine are Sheila Jackson Lee, which she could probably make the list every week, honestly. Um, and Joy Reed in their interview discussing uh, Victor, what's his last name? The Russian that was just traded, the arms dealer. Yeah, the memes are all over the place with that. That dude that plays for the WNBA. Um, that dude. Brett, is his name Brett? Oh, Brittany, right. It's, so, a, chick. it's a chick. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, it, you know, they traded, and, and the whole interview was essentially that he's not the one responsible for killing people. It's the guns. <laughs> like, this whole, Are you serious? That, that was yeah, their whole... You'll have to see the interview. I didn't think to pull... I mean, we were having technical difficulties with some other stuff today, so I didn't get a, get a chance to pull it up. But Jordan, if he's in front of his computer, he can pull it up, because y'all got to hear it, because this is... I just went... And, and, and I can't decide if they really... I, I really want to say that this is theater, but I honestly think that they really do believe this. Oh, they do. You know they you do. Know? They're so sincere in what they're saying, and I don't know that they even know what they're saying. You know, I don't think they even hear yeah. what they're saying. They're just, they're just vomiting words that they think yeah. people want to hear. Yeah, and you know, there's all kinds of controversy right now with this Victor thing you know, in the gun world, right? In the community, uh, you know, where people are like, I can't believe you're mad at you know him. They're releasing an arms dealer, or you know, this, this, and. And my only beef is the fact that they released him back, but they want to take away our ability to defend ourselves with a semi-automatic pistol. That's my beef. So you're talking about Victor Bout? Bout, that's it, yeah. Uh, the the dealer of death, right? Dealer dealer of death, was that his name? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, but um, who did the interview? I need, I see, I need more of that talk about them sheila sheila jackson lee and joy reed is that on a show what show is that uh probably joy reed show on msnbc somebody sent me the clip of it, joy and I, reed. I watched it so i didn't commit it to memory and when i saw that you, you know you were going to ask for that today with this i was like oh i that's exactly who um who needs to be called out because it's yeah pretty cringy I'm not finding anything it's, it's just right off the bat because I don't know really how to how to search for it. But um, I I don't put it past those people. Um, yeah, it's I'll, I'll find it and give it to you so you can you know plug it in um, to see it because you're gonna go. It's it, I'm not shocked by any it. anything that these um, TV personalities have to say anymore because again, they don't know what they're saying. They're robots. They're They've got a, a script there. Somebody else is writing it for them 99% of the time anyway. Yeah. And they're just, they're, they're Ron Burgundy. You know, you could put anything in there and they'll, and they'll repeat it. That's true. Selene, isn't his name Selene? Is that his name? The, the guy from New Hampshire, the rep. He's from New Hampshire, I believe, or up north. The one that kept trying to say that the, that the pistol braces made a gun a bump stock and, and the low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the look on Massey's face all the whole time. And I think one of my favorite lines, like if if this were that week, I would go back to that where he says, the internet's going to teach you something in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I messaged him. I said, I don't know how, like you're doing God's work. I don't know how you do it and put up with these people and not absolutely just light them up. Yeah. You know, not just I just, I don't, well, I don't get it. And there's no time limit for Jack Wagon. So, you know, we can go back. 
awesome. Hundreds of years if we need to 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 call somebody out as being a jack wagon. Uh, we don't, <laughs> well, we don't have a problem doing that <laughs> at all. That should be its own dedicated episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. I have to cut them short because we could. You know, we could talk the whole the whole episode sure. just on jack wagons. <laughs> so, Jordan, what about you? You got a jack wagon? Oh boy! I mean, there is a target rich environment. It is. <laughs> it is so. It is so target rich. But you know, I, I think I think I might say, you know, and I'll I'll go there. Gun owners who are complacent, who who don't want to get involved yes. to fight for what they own. Yeah. Yes. That, that that they're they're jack wagons. If if you just own a gun, you. I'm sorry, but you've inherently become political. I.E. Right? Yes. I.E. Oregon. Look at all the complacent gun owners in Oregon and look what happened to them. Yep. Which? We watched that happen in Washington State with 1639. And that was what drew me into this. Yeah. And yeah. it was, um, that was the whole thing. I, there's all kinds of stuff in it, but one of them, we had people constantly. Um, my husband is submitting a, a, a hero and jack wagon. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that one just sit <laughs> down there. He can be on. To submit. <laughs> Let's hear him. I want to hear him. To submit his. And I'll tell you what it is because it's under hero. It's kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> I just made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. Complete your, uh, your jack wagon there. <laughs> Complacent gun owners. Well, well, because, you know, and, and it really, it, it kind of blurs into that thud mentality. Like, what, what do you need that AR-15 for, right? You know, all right, bear with me again. I have guns. And why do you need a bump stop? Like, what, you why know. do you need this, right? Like, you don't need this to kill a deer, right? You know? No. Like, so just give up on this. But the thing is, if we just comprom compromise and give this away... Before we know it, this is all we're going to have. Right. We're this, not even going to have that, you know, Jordan. And and the, we've already started the compromises with the, I mean, years before even the bump stocks. But the bump stocks yeah. were one because every you know everybody even gun owners you know were like, there's just this is stupid invention. There's I don't need them. I don't use them. They're just a novelty. Take them. Yeah. Who cares? You know, well, let's give them one for the. You know, just to appease them. And you can't do that because you yep. give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Uh, because they had all kinds of other things. It wasn't just bump stocks. You know, there was all yeah. kinds of other things that that was tied to that um, well, you know, clearly, that they made it, that they yeah. turned into just, just machine guns. Look at what the ATF has done, you know, in the last two years, right? They have demonized gun owners over brace pistols, demonized gun owners over homemade firearms. Um, you know, which I don't know anything more American than making your own gun. Like that practice has been going on in this continent. Making your own anything, country. Jordan. I mean, go back to, you know, back to prohibition. What did people do when they made the, the, the whiskey illegal? Well, we started making it ourselves. <coughs> yeah. yep. And that's, and that's what they're doing by criminalizing owning firearms is okay. Well, People are still going to make them. They're still going to get them. It's just going to be through nefarious, uh, and I mean, I won't say illegal, but you know, if they make it that way, then it, you know, it'll be illegal, just like drugs. You know, when they marijuana was, you know, a, a great example of that. Um, can, can I add another jack wagon? You can add as many as you'd like, sir. 
and, and I'll be I'll be relatively quick, but I'm gonna add coming to my home state, the Tar Heel State, uh, Mecklenburg County Sheriff uh, Greg McFadden. Okay. Right. So, uh, if you live in North County, you've probably been following this, but th- this sheriff has been slow walking the issuance of permits um, drastically. Not that you should have to get a permit to buy or carry a gun, right? Right, constitutional carry all the way. But North Carolina, if you want to buy a handgun, you have to have a dumb pistol pistol purchase permit or or have a carry permit, right? Well, Mecklenburg County, where, where Charlotte is, is one of the biggest counties in the state. Uh, the sheriff has been slow walking the, the process every step of the way. And so GOA and Grassroots North Carolina State Group sued him. Right. And we got a victory in the courts. Well, the the sheriff found this so-called loophole and now he's continuing to slow walk permits. So he's keeping the people who just want to protect themselves by buying a gun or carrying a gun in Bethlehemburg County uh, disarmed and unable to protect themselves uh, again. So what? So GOA has sued again. So, you know, I don't know how many times we're going to sue this guy until he actually follow the law so people yeah. can protect themselves. But well, we'll sue till we're blue. Lee, but it's uh, not—it's not even a real loophole. In fact, one of the crazy things he's, he's doing is he's going to the Veterans Administration for mental health records of people who didn't serve in the military. So those hmm. records don't even exist. And the VA is like, "What are you asking for? They, this person didn't serve." And he, he's aren't just trying medical to medical records step of confidential way anyway. Aren't medical records confidential anyway? Yeah, it's oh. it's very frustrating. Yeah. So. so in Washington State, that 1639 that um, that we tried to that I was the their plaintiff for in that that's what threw me into this entire world is that when you sign the 4473, it's an automatic waiver of your medical record, and they can deny you the purchase of a firearm based on what they find in your medical record. Now you and I both know they're not looking for ingrown toenails. Mm-mm. And as a domestic violence survivor, people usually, and more often than not, <clears throat> associate PTSD with veterans, right? Which is what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. But they don't think about one of the other b- top three demographics is of having it are, are domestic abuse victims. Mm-hmm. And I spoke out about that. And, you know, my ex at that time, my abuser was stalking me. And I said, y'all just put me in a position that I might not be able to buy a firearm to protect myself against him. And they were, and all my, so speaking of jack wagons, yeah. um, I had no idea. And I said, I, it sounded really good. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't read it. Well, we read it. No, you didn't. Because if you read it, that was one of the few things in it that was very clearly written. They just mm-hmm. didn't market it. Um, so nobody knew about it. So they voted on an automatic 10 day waiting period and, and safe storage and all this other stuff, but they never, they didn't know it was in there because they didn't actually take the time to read it. And go. that's, that's what they're going after, which is why this is, um, they're going after this whole gun violence, which is a made up term, um, is a health crisis. It's, it's now a healthcare crisis. Mm-hmm. They're trying to angle it that direction and that's how they're getting in. Yeah. So look at your States. Uh, I did not mean to hijack this, but, um, this just happened here and they think that we don't have red flag laws in, in Georgia, but we do because it's in a, it's in a, uh, it's in a, um, healthcare bill. So watch your healthcare bills as well, yeah. because they will sneak these red flag laws and they've been, they've been, well, that's how they got through with all the, the, uh, COVID stuff is they made it a pandemic. Correct. And there, therefore they can just bypass all the normal laws and rules that protect us and, uh, 
there you go. National crisis. You know, it's a pandemic. It's a national crisis now. Now, none of these things apply to us, and we can just violate your your uh, your free will, your laws, uh, your rights willy nilly yeah. as as we see fit. So yeah. you got to watch. Was- got to watch these people. They're they're sneaky. You do, and that's where they're getting them in, and that's you know Jordan and I are getting ready to start hitting a local representative here in, in my district who's who voted for that, and I, I I'm I'm hoping that she did it because she was green and didn't know what she was doing because she was it was right after she was appointed, yeah, uh, or one special election. Well, let's do um, this. Let's talk about heroes now. Those those yeah. are some good jack wagons, and uh, uh, I don't I have talk one. For hours about the jack wagons. Yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> Uh, but I want to. Uh, you said you had some heroes there. Your husband wanted to uh, to throw on Lead Force One. So let's let's hear your hero. Um, it is uh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> He's a hero. <laughs> okay, I'll and I'll humor you. Firearm owners, um, because Beto O'Rourke wasted one hundred million, one hundred and ten million dollars of Bloomberg anti-gun money. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, because he wasted all that money on Beto to get him elected, and Beto couldn't get elected. Watch out, Louisiana. I think he's coming for y'all. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need more fun. people like that to spend all of his money so that he'll run out of money and he can't do this crap anymore. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would be, but apparently he's got an endless supply of it. So so that so I guess, I guess right? That's how the media spends stuff, right? That right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, my personal one surprised. is um i know that i wasn't going to go this route but you you encouraged me to do it so i will is um i i'm Blame a big me. women american women's history nerd um for those of you that know me um women contributed far more um than people think uh, mercy warren otis was um our first propagandist and john adams and and george washington intentionally used her uh skills for propaganda and actually gave her what to write about um, to essentially put us into the war. And she was a hardcore, hardline anti-federalist. But Abigail Adams, um, there a lot of people know the quote from her, remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. And um, if proper attention isn't paid to the ladies, we'll ferment rebellion. I mean, everybody's heard heard that quote, I I feel. Um, But that was in a letter that was written that also says this, I have sometimes been ready to think that the passion for liberty cannot be equally strong in the breasts of those who have accustomed to deny their fellow creatures of theirs. In other words, is our our desire for liberty as strong as those that wish to keep us under control? That's right. You got to have the stronger willpower. And, you got to want think it that's more. That's very relevant right now. And so she's kind of the hero for that one because. First of all, nobody knows that, that she was way wiser than what she's given credit for. But the fact that she saw the the inaction, right, like like with Jordan's jack wagons and like the, the lazy or the inaction or, you know, oh, we, if we just get quiet, you know, and, and don't cause ruffles, it'll go away, mm-hmm. you know, kind of Or we thing. give them this, you know, they'll go away. Let's just give them this, they'll go away. Yeah, and she she literally was watching that happen. You know, this was in, she wrote this letter in March of, uh, let's see, it was on uh, March March 31st of 1776. So right before, right as he was getting, you know, approval to write the Declaration of Independence, you know, and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, she saw that. She saw the the complacent behavior of, of the of the colonists and, and was deeply concerned and wanted to make sure that she, and, and because of this and some other ones, she actually pushed her husband 
um, a lot of people don't realize this, but she was one of the biggest pushes for the reason why the Declaration of Independence actually that John Adams got it got it passed. So she's my hero. <laughs> That's a great hero. I like that. Thanks. What about you, Jordan? You got one? Yeah, I'm going to say for today, the Babylon Bee, because they put out a video this morning uh, featuring a very cute and sweet six-year-old boy who just so happens to be Kamala Harris's speech writer. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen it... Is this on um, Instagram? It, I'm sure it's all over their social media. Babylon uh, or Twitter. Uh, but it is, it is drop-dead hilarious. Um, because really, her speeches are... They could be written by a, six, a six-year-old boy. Um, and they did a fantastic job. The boy is super cute and sweet. But, you know, it's... It really hits home. So, which one is it? Uh, go down a little bit. Yeah, you know, I I saw it on their Twitter, so oh. uh, I don't know if I see it here. Is this it? But it 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 was definitely on their Twitter. Is this it? I don't think so. Okay. Twitter. So, Let's go to Twitter. And I wanted to show this. This is my jack wagon, by the way. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I saw that as well. Have you well. seen this? I can't see it. Who is it? Uh, is this some Russian dude? So. Oh no. Check check this out. And you guys won't be able to hear it, but there's nothing really to hear other than the very end. And I'll let you know when that when that comes into play. So. Прошу обратить ваше внимание сейчас на одно из упражнений. Упражнение как раз оно служит для молодых подразделения или в школу милиции. Посмотрите внимательно. Пока можно из руки делать. Я могу магазином. Раз, два, три. Bullet drops when he, when he cleared it. <laughs> you hear it hit the floor. Do you see his face? Yeah, yeah, I caught it in his face. Look at his face. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> He's like, oops. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meme. That's the meme right there. That look on his face right there. <laughs> right. So I'm oh looking for who you say, Babylon something? Babylon B. Babylon yep. B. Which is supposed to be satire. It, it's, it's prediction. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's future headlines. They're hilarious. I, I know I saw it on the Twitter, if you scroll down a little bit. It's a video. Just looked at it. There it is. This there it? it is. All right. Okay. Yep. All I right. got to hear this. Oh, let me play here. So this is Oliver something. Hi, I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. Mommy and Daddy say, if you find a job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Morning, Frank. Yeah, hey. Hey, Oliver. And my parents were right. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun. So I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. 
and it connects us all. Got that idea. Well, now let's think about space and how big it is. Man, it's big. It's not all fun, though. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. It's cool to see the words I've typed. Okay, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It goes on for like four minutes so but oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious it's, it's worth the watch it, it's pretty funny yeah i like his little comb over and his red tie i'm just saying i think that that's oh that's yeah funny. and you got that little kid speech impediment too as he's oh my gosh he's great so uh, another hero that's you hilarious. can throw in there i don't know if you know but desantis is totally not gun related at all but uh did you see that desantis is uh he ordered the state to start investigating um the the vaccine makers and all the COVID uh, shutdown and everything to, to to criminally so they can criminally charge them. Well, that that's good, but I mean, is that going to go anywhere, really? I don't know. We'll see if it's going to go anywhere. It will at least in the in that state, right? I mean that. I mean, if it, hopefully, going to happen anywhere. It'll happen there. Hopefully, yeah. You know, hopefully it so will. He he could probably be thrown in as as a as a mention as well. Yeah, I do. He does a lot of a lot of good things and right things uh, yeah yeah i agree not that he's uh you know the best or anything but you know he's good he does a lot of the a lot of people could take notes from him definitely and you know he's he i know everybody wants him to to run in 24 but he's the people in in um florida don't because he's this is his last term right and that i think that election happens before he's up for re-election or something i have to do the math but yeah um they don't. They want him to finish out that last term, and I, I think he will. I think he's too young. But yeah, you we need him. Push. We need him a little later down the road. Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to see him um, push the Florida state legislature to fix some of those ridiculous gun control laws that they have down there. Yeah. Well, there's um, there's a lot of those all over the United States, and you know we all need oh, to to work on sure. on People fixing. People think that Florida is this great. You know, they they've got this. The fact that we have any gun laws, you know, is is ridiculous. Um, murder is already illegal, okay? Absolutely. It's already a, a crime against humanity. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what you need to go uh, any further yeah. than that. So, all right, let's 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 move on to our main topic here. Um, so thank you guys for the, the Lead Hit Brigade Heroes. Did you do all your heroes? Did you... I, that's all I got. Okay, all right, good deal. Just all of them. We, we want to make sure we get all the heroes because the jack wagons we can always you know we can get Thomas those. Massey is always a two A hero, so we can always we can always throw him in. But he could okay. he could apply it any. And being this time of the the season, you know, Santa Claus is my hero. So yay Santa Claus. <laughs> yay Santy. Um. So let's Santa get it. Let's get into our main topic here. So we want to talk about uh, one the what you guys are doing in Oklahoma. Uh, you've got a a fundraiser to train some teachers and uh, let's let's kind of start off with that and then we'll get into the you know the main target so talk about what you guys are doing there gun owners of america we the female and that senator guy <laughs> that you guys uh, are doing you want me to start jordan kick it off carrie okay so we the female obviously in in short our mission is to arm the women with Education, confidence, and self-defense. That's that's the core value. 
um, helping women or Americans, in this case, uh, embrace their inalienable right of self-defense um, through education and and um, choosing to be armed or be, having the proper accessibility to firearms if that's what they choose. Um, and based on so many things that have been going on with the, the shootings and, and so on, you know, so forth, and the lack of action from the quote-unquote pro-gun side of the state legislature, um, <clears throat> excuse me, state legislatures, um, after Uvalde, uh, Representative Jay Stiegel from Oklahoma reached out to me, knowing what I do, we've been friends for a while, and and said, you know, obviously a lot of teachers are women, you know, your, your thing is about arming women, what do we need to do to, to get some teachers trained? And I said, I'm in, let's, let's do this. So it took us a couple months to kind of coordinate to get together, but <clears throat> so it is now we're here and my battery's dying. I got to Oh, have my husband grab me a charger. Um, get a charger. We are, we are, we're here now and finally able to coordinate this and in part do actually huge part due to the generosity of uh, gun owners of America for coming in and helping to, they donated to help sponsor this event. We are arming teachers in the state of Oklahoma. So we are on January 7th and 8th, we are hosting a uh, training, um, a training seminar, it's not really a seminar, uh, classes uh, that will meet the Oklahoma state requirements for teachers to be armed, which Yes, we know that they exist. Yes, we know that they're not great. Um, and and the, the Jay and, and several other state representatives are trying to work to get those requirements removed. But for now, we have to work, we have to color in their lines. And so the requirements are quite steep. Uh, they have the, the concealed carry permit training that they have to go through and what's called clique training, which is like security guard training. And so they are trying to get some of those removed. But until then, we are going to provide that training um, on the 7th and 8th to teachers and or any any staff, any any public or private school staff from administration, uh, you know, to, to the lunch ladies. Anybody who wants to come and take that training can come and take it for free. Um, and that's thanks in part to donors to We the Female, as well as the generous donation from Gun Owners of America. And we are we are going to arm the teachers. And this is it's if you are a teacher in Oklahoma or work in the school system, private or public, in any capacity, and you want this training, you are welcome to join us. It is very limited. The space that we're being given to use is very limited, um, and and you know size wise for the range and and classroom and such. So uh, we will do another one. Um, once we're <laughs> once we're done with this one, but uh, so if you if you want this training for free, it is available on the seventh and eighth, and and it's it's a way that we've decided as it usually is, right? You get the government out of the way, and it's amazing what private industry can do. And, right. and we we're gonna, right, we're going to take laissez faire, baby, laissez faire. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to take on what um, and solving the problem that the that the government can't do, and we're going to keep our students. And, and and education staff from being soft targets. And we're going to help these teachers and, and other school employees be able to protect themselves and, and these children since obviously their state uh, and, and governments will, or law enforcement won't. So how long um, is a one day class? How many hours, what, what, are you, what are you doing? It's a two day class and it's a, it's, they have to have um, I think it's eight hours of 
I have to look up the specifics on it. It's and I can get them for you. Eight hours of the CCW class, and that includes firing, live fire training, and then they have to go through this cleat training, and that's a whole other section of this that they have to do. And they have to have so many hours of cleat training. Um, of along, what training? Which is the like C L E A T like cleat training, security guard training. Okay. And then and the security so the guard of training. Okay. Uh, has passed a law saying that teachers can carry on campuses. But they have to have these requirements. Uh, Jordan, I think, is pulling them up there for you. So they have to they have to go through all of these requirements, though, um, to get it, and it includes this cleat training. That's the first one that the representatives are after to dissolve because teachers, a, don't want to be, and b, don't need to be security guards. They're not security guards. They're going to be there to help um, mitigate a threat if they get past what there should already be security, you know, available. Um, there we go. And then um, the uh, training will include, obviously, the firearm training. So they, the students that will, will attend will receive all of the education that is needed that meets the state requirements to receive their, their permit to carry as an as a educator on, on a school campus. Uh, additionally, it will... Um, well, they're constitutional carry, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know, in, in that respect, because the state itself is a constitutional carry state. But they will receive everything that they need for um, to be able to carry on campus. And we're providing everything. They're welcome to bring their own firearm if they want. Um, but we will have everything available to those students um, if they do not have that available to them. And, and a lot of times women don't have that because they want to if, if it's a woman that's wanting to come and do this and they they don't carry or they've not um done much shooting oftentimes they want to come and take the class and learn mm -hmm. before they go purchase a gun and so on and so forth so we're sure. providing that and we're going to use 22s for this um for a lot of it just for expense but um to to, to run them through the training but uh, we we have the firearms we have the ammo we yeah. have we have everything well, that they will need i mean it's good but i mean it's still unfortunate that you're training with 22 because yeah, yeah. They need to be training well, we, with hoping, what they're going to be carrying, obviously. So um, let me ask we're you this. Somebody will generously donate um, some nine mil ammo, and then we can do some. We can run some training with them with nine mil too. But okay. um, this is this is definitely something that um, it's it's pricey. It's about three hundred three hundred fifty dollars uh, a student that we're covering for free. And what does that cover? Them? The three the free three fifty. What does that cover? That, that's the entire training. That includes the concealed carry permit training, the live fire training, and the cleat training. Is that a, the the permit? Is that something that the state issues? So the state does issue it, and from what um, Representative Stiegel told us, is that OK Two A, uh, that that organization that's very active with with uh, gun rights in Oklahoma, will reimburse the teachers for their permit fee that they have to pay. So that that includes the the permit fee that 350 300 350 um, but they can submit their receipt to OK2A and and have that reimbursed to them from from that organization. But you're saying this is free. This doesn't cost them anything except Nothing. except the permit or that that's included also. Not even the permit. Um, they okay. well they'll have to pay initially and then OK2A Oklahoma Second Amendment is going to reimburse them. Organization they will reimburse them for that permit. So this is at literally no cost to teachers or educators or anybody that works. Anybody um, involved in the school system is what you're saying. Anybody involved in the school yep. system um, can come and get their training for free. Um, what they were finding is 
um, for many reasons, the there was accessibility issues, um, as well as the financial hit. Right? I mean, that's expensive, and teachers don't make a lot of money. So that so cost the cost yeah. was was prohibitive. But also after COVID, a lot of the community colleges that were um, uh, teaching this cleats training, the security guard training, closed down, and they not reopen those programs. So there's also a lot of accessibility issues. Uh, in play here. And so we're trying to knock all of that out and solve this problem for these educators. Gotcha. And what's the limit? How many people can take this course? So for this one, we're, we're limited to about 30. Okay. Uh, because we just don't have the space. So this we're is, hoping is this all of Oklahoma that this is open to the whole yep. state, anybody, the entire state, colleges, any, any? El elementary schools, pre what are those uh, before elementary? I don't know what they're called. I don't have kids. So. Like preschool, pre-K, Pre yeah. All any that. Public, private, anybody, janitors, uh, you know, the lunch ladies, the principals. Yeah. Anybody the, but students. Anybody but students. <laughs> which is a whole other podcast that we can have a conversation about that will probably, like, ruffle some feathers. But that's a, that's a different conversation. But, yes, yeah. it's, it is available to anybody who works in the education system public or private. Gotcha. Gotcha. But the first 30, first come, first serve. So you got to yeah. jump on this. And yeah. I guess depending on the success of this and uh, if you can get more supporters, sponsors uh, yes. in the future, you'll do more of these these training courses. Who's who's actually doing the, the training? You're going to be doing the training? I'll be doing the concealed carry training. I'm a, I'm a USCCA certified instructor. Uh, but uh, Jordan will be my support staff on that. He is also a certified instructor, um, and he is also our first male, we the female certified instructor. So my organization actually has our own firearms instructors as well because we truly do have a different approach. A lot of people say they got different approaches. A lot of people, you know, I hear this all the time, and I know Jordan is now waking up, you know, he's seeing this. Uh, we teach women. We know how to work with women. And that's cool. I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong, but I'm telling you what we do is truly different than anything that is out there mm -hmm. because as a survivor myself, who's been in the business of women for 30 years, I come from the day spa, the beauty fashion industry. So I, I have come to learn a few things about women and understanding how they think and, and so on. And some, and particularly with abuse survivors um, or, or people that have had women that have had negative experiences with guns, you know, grandpa handed them the, 357 when they were five years old, right? And knocked them on their butts. And, you know, they don't realize that this still intimidates them, you know, when they're 40. And and Jordan got to watch that firsthand with actually a family member um, that, that, that he didn't realize was scared of guns. And we were able to get into those layers and, and figure out what it was. But uh, um, I, my, what I like to say is, and it's very true, but it's sometimes we have to help women learn that their lives are worth defending before we can teach them how to defend them. So our entire approach is completely different in how we even get them to, before we even have them pull a trigger, sure. you know, we're on the line doing a lot of things. To, so this you know, all started, the ARM, the teachers um, training event, all started by the, and again, I apologize to the center. He approached you about this? The representative, and well, yes, he did. Um, we had talked about holding a women's training event um, in in Oklahoma with my organization because my dream has always been to hold a large, like I would love to train 
500 women in a weekend and and get their permits for them if it's a state that, that requires permits. That, that would be my dream. And I had been working with a couple of organizations in the past, a couple of companies that um, promised to help do it. And long story short, it, it never happened. And he and I had started that conversation originally about mm-hmm. arming women and doing a women's event. Uvalde hits. He calls me and he says, what do we need to do to get these teachers armed? And I said, let's turn this event that I have about arm the women into arm the teachers, which is kind of where that name comes yeah. from. And so are, kind of are you from, are you in Oklahoma? Are you in Oklahoma? Where do you? No, sir. I actually live in Georgia. Okay, um, you're in Georgia. And That's... Washington originally until our lawsuit is over. Um, I, I have a, I'm a still legal resident up there while the lawsuit is still pending. Um, but okay. uh, I travel all over the country and teach, and sure. to the point where flying was too expensive. So I actually bought a minivan and decked it out. Um, with a with a twin size bed and and all of my equipment and I drive and travel across the country and I teach now. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and we we offer scholarships. Uh, you know, I work with two A women, Jan Morgan, with two A women. Um, I'm I'm their um, domestic violence outreach um, supporter, and you know, we we get scholarships for women that can't afford training domestic violence victims and so on. And that that's a lot of what we do in addition to teaching and and a lot of other kind of facets of what we, the female does, but that's was this arm. The teachers was all birthed from that philosophy. The fact that most teachers, especially mm-hmm. in elementary schools are women. Um, this is just, it's, it was kind of like peanut butter and jelly. They just kind of fit together. Let me, uh, let me ask you this, um, yeah. because obviously Oregon will allow this, uh, through the right circumstances. What other States will allow at this point in time, teachers to carry? So that's Oklahoma. We're we're doing this in. What did um, I say? This this that's okay. This one's in Oklahoma, and there's actually a lot of states. So here's here's the kicker with this, and Jordan might be better to answer this, but I'll kind of lead in for him. A lot of states themselves don't actually have laws specifically in place that say teachers can't carry. It's usually up to the school boards uh, and the counties themselves, mm-hmm. kind of like gun-free zones, right? There's very few states that actually have state regulation. Mm-hmm about gun-free zones. So when they kick people out, it's for kind of like the mass thing, right? It was, it's for trespassing. Yeah. It's not because they actually have a firearm. So Jordan, you want to, why don't you? Um, yeah, I, I don't recall right? every state's exact laws on, on armed yeah. personnel. So, some states, sadly, like North Carolina, it's it's just completely prohibited, right? Where there may be an RSO or something that, that could carry or maybe an off, a police officer, but yeah. You teach school staff or average Joes like you or I, uh, it's not happening. There's some states, I think, like like New Hampshire, and double-check me, but like there, there's no prohibition. You can carry all over campus, as I understand, in, in a state like New Hampshire. Other states uh, you know, allow for armed teachers. I know Texas has two different programs, and uh, there's definitely pros and cons to each of those programs, but it's a lot of hoops that the staff have to go through to, to get – certified uh, and actually do it and there's a it's heavily regulated and uh cost prohibited in, in many states so like you so said texas you know, just uh a school district there just passed uh approved a policy allowing some employees uh to be armed so that yes. was just done here recently but here's something that i found online while i'm asking you that question i just thought you might know right off and um this is from marketrealist.com, and let's see if there's a date on this. So 
May 25th, 2022 is when this was published. And they've got a list here that says states that require school permission but not a concealed carry license are Alaska, Connecticut, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, New Jersey, Ohio, South Carolina, Vermont, and Wyoming. And that's per this this website. I don't know how how accurate that is, but you know, and then obviously Texas is just um done their thing here with well that school this is that school district so it's not all of texas uh, and i know that florida there's certain counties in florida and arizona that um allow you know that they they have ordinance in place and that's why it's tricky to find because some school boards will allow it even though it's not a state law and some state law you know it's a very convoluted you know it's a lot of layers to get into to find that what's what i find unfortunate is that to me, I personally think that the states are still seeing it as a money grab um, for teachers to be armed when they say, oh, we're going to do something and you know to protect our kids and allow the teachers to be armed, but they're going to have to go through all this. Now, logically, I get it, right? Uh, you know, from the, you know, if, if I'm going to be objective and look at it from that other side, you, you want your teachers to know what they're doing if they're going to have a firearm around your kids. I, I get that. But, uh, you know, some of these requirements that they have are, insane and they're incredibly expensive making it cost prohibitive so how much of it is really you know it was with good intention or how much of it was just to to pat you know the the right or the pro 2a people on the head you know what i mean so um but it's it's definitely uh, well there no doubt needs to be some sort of training and there needs to be some sort of um, i agree um proficiency before yeah they just, you know, they just Don't turn. Uh, yeah, anybody, anybody issue, loose on it, and that's what you know. That's what they've got to look at is what's, what's fair, what's reasonable. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's going to be each individual is going to be a little different. And I don't yeah. think you can treat everybody yeah, the same way. That's a fantastic point. Um, I think what it really comes down to is government mandates, right? Because you know, when we go get a carry permit, you know, for if you're a you know, a decent shooter, you pass that qualification easily, right? It is not a very high standard to pass, right? Uh, but the problem comes in where new shooters, and, and as I, I'm a new instructor, but right, so but as I have seen this with, with uh, students and other people who I I've interfaced with, they they get their carry permit, they pass the course, and they think they're John Wick now because they they pass this very low standard with it and so um what i love about constitutional carry is people can train to the standard that they need right because people like us we don't you know we're familiar with guns you know we, uh, at least two of us are firearms instructors we we know what we're doing um we're safe we don't need to you know jump through a whole lot of hoops to do it but other people they need more help and and that's where the private sector instructors like carrie and i we I'd love to show someone how to shoot. I love showing people how to shoot, taking them from from a complete newbie and and getting them to shoot out the bullseye, right? I mean, sure. that's a great feeling. And don't get me and wrong. I don't, I don't mean that this needs to be government intervened upon. You know, I think there needs to be there needs to be standards, standards put in place, but I don't think it needs to be by the I don't, government mandated. I don't think it needs to be some sort of – because, again, 
I'm not for government getting involved with anything. They need to keep their dick skinners out of everything that we do. It's none of their damn business. You know, the, oh. the private, you know, the school systems, <laughs> the, the school systems are, you know, yeah, they're public and they're government funded and all that. But again, you know, that gets into another issue of you know, maybe they shouldn't have been or, or shouldn't be. But um, they definitely don't need to get involved and we need to do that ourselves and we need to do it by having um, programs like what you guys are doing to kind of, I'm not saying that what you're doing is, is the A number one best way to do it, um, you know, for qualifying a, a school employee to, to carry uh on campus uh but i mean you gotta start somewhere right and you gotta you gotta well, start well, seeing what works and what doesn't work by what the law says right well, we have to do again it's the law and the, i'm saying that the law doesn't yeah. need to be come into play here and you know that's exactly that's the oh, issue agree. and everybody has exactly. to skirt in every different not only state but in your district and you know each individual school is going to have their own say so and and who can and who can and how they can and how they can't um you know and the, you know i guess that that's probably what it should boil down to because every everybody's different every school system's yeah. different every you know especially that we get into the different grades and yeah you know the different yeah, levels of the education versus urban there's so many different factors that go into this. how big yeah. is your campus you know right um it, there's there's a lot that that goes into it yeah so. and, and i'm not against arming teachers at, at all you know I, and when we say arming teachers that sounds so again that's that's this political thing that they've thrown out there it's it's not right. arming teachers you know it's just giving them the ability to be able to protect themselves and uh the the yeah. children against a unforeseen Incident, you know, mass shooter incident. You mean allowing? You mean um, taking away regulations that inhibit their unalienable right to defend themselves and their children? Exactly. Exactly. Put in place. Yeah. We we agree with you one hundred percent, and that's why, uh, you know, right now, like I said, you know, before we have to, unfortunately, uh, we have to color within the lines on this. But I get we're that. really pushing. We're really pushing for these state um, representatives. I don't like calling them legislators or officials because they work for us. And the more they're not leaders, so don't ever call them leaders. They're not leaders. Ever. I never call them leaders. I never call them, I, I do my best not to call them legislatures. I don't like to call them um, elected officials, any of that crap, because it subconsciously reinforces their representatives, their perceived, their perceived dominance over us. And and I absolutely despise that. And I'm, I, you know, and even this state representative we're working with now, I, I said, you know, don't think that because you're my friend or because you're doing this, I will not scorch you. If you step sideways on any two A issue, now yeah. he's a gun owner. I mean, he's he helped to he helped author the first uh, law that apparently he owns some sort of gun company or something. Hmm? Does he own a gun company? What's that? He owns that well gun a, store, a, a gun belt, store, and a gunsmith, and yeah, so he he's in the industry as well. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, I'm really holding him to the to the fire on working actively to get these regulations taken away for teachers uh because yeah. you're right i i agree with you in lawrence county georgia which is like dublin that's not far from where i'm at actually um after uvalde within a couple of weeks the county the sheriff trained every teacher 
in the county um, that wanted to come and learn. And it was almost all of them, actually. It was kind of cool. But um, they're all, they all received the training um, and all, yeah. you know, Lord knows how many you're carrying there now, but the, the, the county well, that's and the, the thing. sheriff's department. They don't need to advertise right. that either. Nobody knows, needs to Nobody, know how many, know about it, right? who, or who's carrying either. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the things, too, that, that if this does get, um, goes through and more more states and counties and cities start doing this that you know the the gun grabbers are going to be going to be well who is it we want to know who these people are that well, it's none of your damn business for one yeah because that paints that a target a paints state. a target on their back at that point so yeah I, I i deal with that a lot that that just like that gun registration mentality the open carry mentality in washington state and how they don't think that any well you should be able to carry down but i just don't understand why people need to open carry I'm like do you you know what that is, right? Like, I literally will, I, I own a day spot there and I will expose my firearm and then put it back. I'm like, this is open carry. This is concealed carry. Do you realize that at any given time, you're probably in a restaurant with a minimum of one, if not two, depending on the size of the restaurant, more people carrying a gun. You just don't know it. But their perception of open carry is the AR guy at the Capitol, right? That's the, that's what they're... Yeah. The, is of it um i said and and i and i promise you that if shit goes down you're gonna be you're gonna be glad i'm there you know um and yeah and you know that's a whole other that's a whole other thing let's let's stay on the the school topic here and um, (laughs) you're the one that's poking the bear i am and i do that i I chase squirrels (laughs) here you know so i gotta i gotta keep myself on target too there's a lot of squirrels to chase in these woods yeah um (laughs) So, so you guys are doing this, and I think it's great that you're doing this. And Leadheads, if 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 you're aware that something like this is going on in your area where there's there's training going on for for teachers, email me talking at gmail.com. Um, you know, we need to be aware of of if this is happening in other places as well, and you know, to the extent that it's happening. Well, um, we're we're because we want to get behind it, we want to support it. You know that that's we want to bring it to other states. So our goal is after Oklahoma. Yeah is we're going to bring it here to Georgia, obviously, um, and all our, our goal, Jordan and I, and, and, and hopefully to see GOA on board with us as well as a, as a separate entity, <clears throat> is to all of the Southeast region, every state that he's, that, you know, that he oversees uh, through, as the director of for GOA, we're going to move there. So Georgia will probably be first since I'm here. Um, and our goal is to, to have this accessible to everybody in the country. So, you know, like you're saying for your listeners, if it's not happening and you want it to contact, you know, him or contact us. And and I understand. And that's great that you guys are doing this and you're bringing it to, but you're one, you're one group, you're limited on your resources and the amount of people. So I'm, I'm curious and interested if there are other people, organizations that are doing this also. Yes. Uh, And, you know, if we can, get behind them and of course we'll do the the background check on them make sure they're legit and all that um but i want to know how goa got involved with this what's what extent are you guys involved with with carrie and the representative in this arm the teachers in ohio like like carrie like carrie said you know she first got involved with goa when she joined us when we sued over 1639 Mm -hmm. in washington again what's 1639 uh, say I mean, that's just numbers to a lot of our listeners. That was the uh, ballot initiative that they state that the state passed 
which had some of the, well, at the time, some of the most restrictive gun control in the country. I would say what Oregon just passed is probably maybe a little worse. It's debatable. But very restrictive ballot measure that GOA sued and Kerry was, was our plaintiff in that. Okay. Um, so, and then we've kept in touch over the years. Kerry would call me and bother me and make me squirm and squeal and roll my eyes. And, um, I have you know. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm you know, being uncomfortable. I'm, you know, I'm not sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, you know, and honestly, it came about because, you know, I became a, a firearms instructor recently, and then a, a We the Female instructor, and she called me up and she was like, hey, does GOA, is GOA interested in, in helping with this event and sponsoring this event? And so I ran up the chain. Uh, you know, my, my bosses were, they seemed very excited about it. And uh, GOA, we've been, you know, for over 40 years, a really a purely political entity. We, we fight for the rights of gun owners at your state capitol, in the courts, in the political arena. We've, for many reasons, we've just not done firearms training. But um, because of, of, of my new certifications, you know, GOA is actually able now to be hands-on in this training. And it's something that we've never done before as an organization, to my knowledge. And I don't think any any gun rights group, to my knowledge, has done anything like this before. So this is, we're breaking new ground, spreading into uh, new, you know, new areas uh, to not just talk about arming teachers, because that's been something we've supported for decades, you know, um, but actually have a hand in doing it. Mm -hmm. So we're we're taking it up a notch. Very good. And how long has GOA been around? We've been around since nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. And and again, forgive me if I if I seem ignorant here, but do you guys offer the insurance for uh, people who carry? No, no, we don't. We don't uh, do any insurance. Okay, so you're like strictly that. the are, the we, legislative. Um, yeah, yeah. We we fight in. In uh, in Washington D.C. Okay. in your state capital. I got you. And, right. My bad. My yeah. bad. All right. No problem. Is this no problem. Just wipe over that I think at that all. That was a very valid question because I think a lot of people probably were wondering the same thing. I think that's I think that's a great question. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they say advocacy education. That's something that Jordan and I are going to be moving forward with as well. Um, in 2023, is doing a lot more um, education outreach and helping people learn how to read policy because. As I learned the hard way with 16, I mean, not, I mean, I didn't support it to begin with, but I should say some of my friends learned um, the hard way that it's not what the it's not what policy says. It's usually what it doesn't say that mm -hmm. bites us in the butt, and it's done on purpose. Or how it's how it's said. Cor well, and how yeah, exactly. because words have That's meaning, and the and way that they're formed. This, and often it's this. Oh, we're going to allocate fifty million dollars to for a committee to be created. That's the TAPS Act was actually like that. I, wow. I got all of that printed, um, and uh, you know, and then they can do what they want to do. I'm paraphrasing, right? But that's usually what the laws are, right? So just like this in Washington State, the Washington when you sign your forty four seventy three in Washington State, it is an automatic waiver of your medical record, and then the Washington State Health Authority uh, committee that is created. Um, will determine whether or not they feel you are fit to to purchase a firearm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Not just own one, but purchase one. Okay, so who's the health authority? Great question. What's the criteria? Great question. But see, once you already vote for it, it doesn't matter because now they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And that, um, you know, base, right? So if Margaret, you know, on the committee it had a bad day and she's pissed at her husband or didn't change her what her her hormone patch or whatever, <laughs> right? She's going to deny you just because she doesn't like your name. You know, I mean, obviously these are extreme, you know, comments, but... but I mean, it's factors that come into people's decisions. It's how they feel on a, you know, any given Sunday, you know, kind of deal. Male, exactly. or, male or female, exactly. you know, it's, it, you just, when you leave it up to human, you leave it up to human error too, so. Well, and that, that same bill had, so there was several things in that bill. Um, um, you know, it's an automatic 10-day waiting period um, to buy, to purchase any firearms, so that, you know, the, the cooling off period uh, component that they call it. Um, and that was, and now you have to be 21 or over to buy rifles. Um, and there's the safe storage. Uh, so if somebody steals your gun out of your home, this was all in 1639 in that yeah. initiative, um, yeah. along with the mental or the waiver of your medical rights thing. Yeah. Um, so it is safe storage. So if somebody breaks into your home and steals your firearm and uses it in a crime, you can be charged with a felony. Okay. Well, what does safe storage mean? They don't define it. So it's completely arbitrary, just like your medical record now. And so this is a lot of what Jordan and I see, you know, and we see this constantly. We saw it in Washington State. We saw mm -hmm. we were trying to get it uh, overthrown with a ballot initiative, uh, you know, with a petition to get it repealed. That was uh, Dan Mitchell and Sporting Systems. We were all involved with that kind of stuff up there. He's still suing at the federal level to get that overturned, yeah. by the way. Um, but they people would walk past us to go into sportsmen's or Bass Pro or, you know, or Cabela's and say, oh, we don't get involved in politics. We don't we don't want involved. And then would come back out pissed off because they couldn't buy a rifle and walk out the door with it in the mm -hmm. same day. So you still feel the same way about politics now, buddy? And, <laughs> so. and they're all of a sudden they're like, where's that competition? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. So I want to get back on track. You. I'm getting this back on track. Get getting this back on track. So we're gonna, we're talking about arming our, our schools here, defending, hardening our schools, defending our, our resources, our kids. So. You guys are taking one step to do that, okay? And Army teachers is one step, but that's not the only step, and it may not be the, you know, the right step. I don't know. Who knows? Um, definitely people's right to carry and protect themselves. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, but there are other ways that our schools can be hardened, and not necessarily the teachers, but you could have more armed professionals there as well. You know, yeah. th that's definitely veteran. an option. I, I know a lot of veterans that would volunteer to sit. A lot of school. veterans that would that would do that. You know, that's a resource that we have that that we're not yeah. using that we haven't been tapped into. You know, and they're talking about well, it's going to cost all this money for us to to arm these schools. Well, look at all this money that you're wasting on this other crap. All these stupid um, studies that you're jumping, you know, dumping money into that that don't Tampons need to be done. Boys' bathrooms. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, we could we could talk days for for useless government programs that that money. What about lotteries? Lotteries are set up for school, right? For 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 scholarships in schools. Why not? Why not a lot money for that to go into these schools to to improve the door locks, to improve the security systems, to improve you know hiring again more armed professionals. SROs uh, yeah, I, and training I was just them. Say, you know, a big way. I, I serve on my church's uh, church's security team as well. So mm -hmm. I, I, and I'm no security expert, but I, I, 
I help out a, a decent bit. And, you know, I always encourage people, please lock the door, right? Because obviously, the, you know, if someone's determined, they will get through. But that will slow them down. And if you can delay and, and just... It's all uh, about time. It's, a, it's time. It's all, it gives you more time to react. It's all about time to to defeat, to stop, to delay, you know, the threat. And Uvalde is a point, you know, they had this this system already in place, you know, that doors are supposed to stay locked and blah, 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 and, you know, come to find out somebody was out smoking or something and they put a brick in the door, and that's how how, uh, this jack wagon got in and, and murdered all these people. So you know that um, there's been, if you look at like the urban schools, like in the cities, like ironically where the crime, especially the crimes committed with guns, violent crimes are committed with guns, um, are committed. There's there's no mass shootings at those because they have single point entry. Um, They've got wands, they're che- metal detectors, everything. Yeah, yeah, and the and so this uh, single point entry alone and self locked door. Um, where they're one-way door lock, where the teacher, you know, the, they unlock from the inside, like a fire door almost, right? But mm-hmm. they, they're locked on the outside. Those two things, simple things alone. Um, I know that a while back there was a whole thing that went down. Um, there was a there was a teacher that she took some heat for this, and and this is actually what my husband does. Like this is his expertise, his physical security stuff, and military twenty four years. That was his his thing. Why is he not in here with us? Because you notice he just handed me a piece of paper. He doesn't like, you'll find very little. You, you've met him. Interestingly have, enough, you've met him. So, tell um, him to put on he, a mask he, and jump on. <laughs> no, he won't. No, 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 no. Um, he won't. But um, I'm blessed that he's trained me um, to do some of this physical. You know, I can do small stuff. Like, he does countries and ports. I can do a church and a house. <laughs> like, I don't I don't try to get past my pay grade <laughs> with stuff. But um, there was a teacher that she took a little heat. Uh, for this, but she had buckets, 10 gallon buckets of rocks in a room. And she taught the kids to that if something happened to stand up and throw the rocks. And people thought this was the dumbest thing because that's actually pretty smart. <laughs> it's <laughs> better than not, nothing at all. Door. He said fighting back, especially with something like that, it's going to deter that. He said yeah. that was actually not a bad idea. And I was like, you know, it, I've but, seen you know, a, a school somewhere and I don't know where it was. Um, there's a school and it may have been Ohio where this was, but where they had um, deterrent systems in place where mm-hmm. like like these metal doors drop, the, the smoke the smoke is um, yep. deployed. I, I know there's a school in Indiana like that. It's Indiana. That's where it was. Yes, yep. yeah. Indiana. And, you know, and I think that's a great model to start from. And, I agree. And like, all right, you don't want to arm the teachers – then here's some other things that you can do. Uh, but then they're like, oh, well, it costs all this money. Well, again, look at where all your money's being wasted and, and yeah. where it could go. And, you know, these lotteries prime. Yeah. They just gave away a billion dollars in the lottery not too long ago, you know? And, and yeah, the guy only got half because the other half went to taxes. But right, and which is supposed to go to these school programs, scholarships, you know, whatever, but it's for schools. So... There you go. There's the money right there that instead so, of, because you don't see where's this money from all these lotteries, they're not spending it on schools. Yeah. Do you see any schools Im- improvements or anything going on? You still hear about all the the teachers that are over. You know they have too many students. You know they can't yeah. teach the can't take on yeah. the load that they've got. They're still making those, teachers pay for 
pencils and paper and and stuff for their their classes, which is ridiculous. I was married yeah. to a teacher several years ago, and it just made no sense to me. I was like, why are you buying this stuff? Because because otherwise I don't get it and I can't teach my my kids yeah. the lessons. It's like I mean that's it's the, ridiculous. Uh, the um, school superintendents are still getting their their raises though. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're that. getting their kind raises and and all that bull crap. Well, well, that's that's a big reason why we wanted to provide this at no cost to the to the school staff. No, and because I get like, that, and that's great that you buying. guys are doing it because the majority of them probably wouldn't do it anyway because they're like I can't you know I can't afford it. You know, again, right. it's cost prohibitive. So, again, there's there's ways that this can be done without without raising taxes or having another tax or another fee put into place by the government where we ourselves can come in as as parents, as you know, supporters of our school systems, whatever it may be, uh, to to get this done and make it happen. Not and again, I'm not saying arm the teachers. That's that's an option, and that's you know something that can be done. It's another level, but there's yeah. so many other things that could be done before it got to the point to where the teachers have to absolutely you know, get to that because they've got enough Everybody to worry about. They have enough to worry about on their on their own about teaching the kids. Well, we don't want them distracted uh, about worrying. Uh, uh, you know, I heard a noise. Oh my God! We need them concentrated on educating the kids and and their their school lessons. The well, education. I'll say this. I, I think an important, a really important point to this is this: we're not we're not going to force anyone who doesn't want to carry a gun to carry a gun, right? I don't think that's an issue. I don't think anybody's making that mistake either. Yeah, but, but this is completely so like, voluntary. But exactly, just so like your right to carry a firearm is completely voluntary. You know, nobody's forcing you to carry. If you don't want to carry, don't carry. But don't, don't tell me that I can't carry. That's you're so, on that. Oh, the, the same, yeah. the same teacher who may be carrying at Walmart. You know, we're, we're I, at least I'm saying that person should be able to carry in school, right? Um, because th that's that's the point I'm just trying to make, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. And I like the well, fact that there's this additional training that, oh, by the way, you have the right to carry, but if you're going to carry and right. you're going to carry in school, there's certain other things that you probably need to know and need to learn to, yeah. to, to be proficient in that environment. And we do plan to teach non-lethal, you know, and, and, you know, defensive I'm a defensive mindset teacher. My favorite thing, my favorite class I do teach is defensive mindset class. And it's, it's, that's the class that I call the foundation of everything we, the female is built on, which is wrapping your brain around how not to make yourself a victim to begin with. And, and there's a lot of things that can go into that, um, or non-lethal options that are phenomenal deterrence and that cost nothing, like you said. And so, uh, those are all things that will be covered in this class. Um, Good. But you know, what's so, so frustrating is and you, and you go back to all these mass shootings is there were signs way before and they were on law enforcement radar and oh, are the FBI and the good warnings to the FBI. Exactly. You know, so that's things that need to be looked at also and, and discussed because again, it's before it gets to this point to where our teachers yes. have to use, you know, lethal force or, you know, whatever it may be, there are steps that could be taken taken way prior to that to prevent these mass shootings to protect so our schools. Me, so let me so it's this. not just focusing on the schools; it's 
you know, it goes, it goes way beyond that. It does. And so let me, let me, not that, not that a lot of y'all aren't already going to get this, but so at the end of the day, what is the real agenda of, of, of the school shooting, right? Like uh, my friend Ursula, who's a, she's awesome. She's a competitive shooter. And she's, she said this and it was just so succinct. She says, they're going to keep killing our babies until they take our guns. And I was like, that's it. Right. So they know that there's all of this in place. They know that they're dropping the ball on this stuff. They know that with the exception of, I think one of them don't quote me on that because I haven't looked at statistics recently, but last year when I did, uh, that these shooters, particularly the school shooters, all but one of them was on psychotropic medications and, and, and it was the Columbine ones that only lived with both of their parents. So there's some breakdown with the dynamic, but like you said, Marty, uh, there's, there's this pattern of, mm-hmm. they know, they know who's, they know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, what were there like, how many were there y'all like 10 calls or something on the Parkland guy? They had repeated. Uh, 36, I think. 36. Yeah. Multiple. But I didn't multiple. want to overestimate, but I went way under. Um, and so they knew. So really, yeah. like, that's a whole other thing that we can get into. And, and when we're talking about teaching, so, like, my organization's philosophy is arm the women with education, confidence, and self-defense. And education is first because education mm-hmm. gives you the confidence to be able to defend yourself. And sometimes that education and that confidence leads you to not having to use self-defense to begin with. And so that's the core of everything. Don't put yourself in that situation, yeah. Never, and, 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 and sometimes you can do everything you can to not put yourself in that situation. And, and it, still it get in, yeah. So, what do you, so, then what, so then what do you do, you know, at, at that situation? And that doesn't always mean using it, you know, using a gun. Uh, you know, I, the, this is the most powerful weapon you have. Mm-hmm. This is it right here because this isn't going to happen, right? This isn't going to happen unless you've got this ready to go. And so people like Jordan said, for our listening audience, she was pulling a, a air gun trigger. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, um, I was, uh, uh, I've had to draw my gun in, in Seattle. Always Seattle, man. Every that <laughs> crazy. And, and I thank God every day that I did not have to pull that trigger because people think, well, I would just take him down. Like, would you? Cause it ain't just about legal. Like there's all kinds of shit that goes with this, right? There's like, I had nightmares that night. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy homeless guy on drugs and he started at my car and it's a long story, but he, I, I, I was fortunate that I did not have to um, pull the trigger. And once the endorphins dropped and I, you know, I make the joke, but it's true. And, you know, I've talked to people that are, you know, veterans that have been in active, you know, fire, you know, fights and, you know, about peeing themselves, right. That whole going into the black and like yeah. losing all of bodily functions and stuff and once I like the adrenaline dropped and I like took this inventory you know and I was like am I cool like what's going on you know I make jokes about it in class like I didn't beat myself so now I can think clearly and um I I was I was going to kill that man I was in that space now what that's done for me mentally has put me also in the space that I'm a hell of a lot more peaceful and willing to avoid conflict because now I know how capable of violence I really am because I will take you out if I have to. And because I've been in the situation where I almost had to, but it was enough that I had to actually analyze what I've done it. And so we never want teachers to have to get to that. We don't want anybody to ever have to get to that. But point. That's why you that take they, the, that's why you have these training courses also. And I'm not just, exactly. I'm not talking about shooting paper. I'm talking about taking a, a defensive handgun course to where it gets your, your adrenaline elevated to where you get the tunnel vision, you get the, you know, the heavy breathing, you lose all the, the sensation in your extremities 
And, you know, it all just comes down to yes. muscle memory and training. Yes. If you until you've Thank had you that training, you've not had training, and you yes. don't know how dead you will be, or someone else that doesn't need to be dead will be until you take that training. Getting your permit, Absolutely. taking that course—that's that's nothing. That's not training. Correct. It is. It's. It's shooting it, my daddy's my gun when I was growing up. That ain't training. Yes. And that's why we, you know, and Jordan and I, we talked about this. And that's why my fundamentals training is getting you over the fear of carrying a gun, right? I don't give a crap about trigger reset right now because when you're yeah. digging through the bins at Target looking for stocking stuffers for your kids, you're not going to give a shit about trigger reset. Like that's going to be the last thing where your feet are. Oh, am I in a weaver stance or an assault? You're not going to give a shit about that, right? Mm -mm. So this is the beginning of your training, the beginning yeah. of carrying and, a gun. And this even is, if you're you're just considering, maybe you don't know if it's it's right for you. You should take one of these courses because then you're going to know yeah. whether you're capable of carrying or not. And it, and you yeah. may decide that it's not for you. And that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And on that note, let me expand on that because one of the biggest hypocrisies I see in the 2A community, uh, and, and I see this a lot coming. I'm sure it happens with dudes too, but it really hits with women, right? Because I, particularly the space that I work in you know, with DV victims and, you know, and I, I talk about those stories a lot, those tragic stories and all oh, women should own guns. Everybody should carry a gun. And that is one of the most hypocritical statements that I hear from the 2A quote unquote liberty community, because how dare you sit there and say to someone that they need to own a gun, that they, they should and they need to, yet you're the same individual that's pissed off that you don't want anybody telling you how to live your life or what to defend yourself with. Yep. And that is the attitude that turns most women away. Uh, well, there's many of them, but that's one one of the biggest that turns women away from wanting to learn how to use firearms are those arrogant assholes that want to push it down their throats. Mm -hmm. And so I would rather you take my class and say, you know. That and the 511 pants. Not what I thought it was, but it's still not for me. Cool. Let's find you a hand-to-hand -hand instructor. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Right. There are other uh, options. There are other options there are for lots you. Of other options. And honestly, yeah. I love shooting. I carry a gun. I don't want you, I make the joke that I don't want to blend my clothes. I don't like knives. They scare me. Women, side note, you should always still learn how to defend against them because women aren't raped at gunpoint. Right. Women are raped at knife point um, typically. So at the very least, learn how to defend against them. Um, you know, but there's there are many other options and and to to hyper focus on firearms as, as the only option for self-defense or the be-all to end-all for so many reasons is, is not the best idea. I completely agree with you. However, nobody should be denied the ability to do so no, um, if, if they choose to. And, and, but and I, encourage everyone, I encourage everyone that's thinking if, if they haven't done it, if, if you yeah. want to own a firearm, take a defensive, a legitimate defensive handgun course first. Yeah, if you you know if you're if you're on the fence, you're like I don't know, I don't know if I would be able to defend myself and others. Well, take one of those courses, and you'll you'll definitely find out because that's just a taste of what yeah. you know your adrenaline level would be. And I've done some scenarios. Let's do this. Let's take some with, listener yeah. questions now. We're we're about an hour, almost two hours into this, and uh, yeah. we've probably covered a lot of these. But let's see. What our listeners have to say. I made a post earlier, and I think you reposted it. So if you've got people on yours that commented too, uh, uh -huh. Carrie, feel free to to read those. Uh, let me look. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Somebody somebody knew who I was on on one of your posts. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, of course, they know who you are. 
Well, not everybody does. Uh, so let's see. Nick Nikolai Alpanap, and he was on our last uh, Leadhead episode. Aura. Until the culture changes, hardening schools seems to be the only option. Although my preferred answer is homeschooling for those families fortunate enough to be able to accommodate that. You know, that that's also an option. But, you know, again, you know, you still need to be trained on how to use a firearm because people could break into your house. Uh, Flood Munition says, if I had children, it would be homeschool and lots of community activities to socialize and make friends. Unfortunately, to homeschool, it does require the right kind of job and lifestyle for the parents, which is tough for many. Well, true. and, you know, and I get that. But like you said, you know, there's home invasions. Home, You're more likely to have a home invasion than a, than a mass shooting at school. That's true. You know, you're that's that's the the, the bullshit that even people on, on quote unquote. And I use but then, but but then you're not having to worry about bullshit. um school regulations and city and state regulations. then you're on your own domicile your own house and you can protect your castle um the way yeah. you see fit mustang perry says looking forward to this one it is great it's a great thing to have our future protected the government say they need all of this security and private protection and swear that they care about our kids and then vote against things like this that would actually protect the future leaders of this great nation True. That's a good point. Yeah, all the money. Look at all the money that they put into defending them themselves. Uh, J. Edgar Paradox. No brainer for most of us on here. Protect what matters. Uh, but liberals seem to shine when it comes to these topics. Protect the dollar. No wait. They protect their dollar. I can't wait for this episode. Let's see how far in this rabbit hole we can go. Well, we going pretty far. Lefty, you better have plenty of hard drive space. <laughs> um, this one would be good as a live one you know yeah i don't do live i don't do oh, live I well i and i have a hard time recording like i i struggle with content because i'm a conscious stream thinker so <laughs> yeah. do better with live b hurst yeah. says yes homeschooling is best but chilled but child interaction with other children is important as well uh, but when both parents work full-time it's not doable she works days i'm on nights uh and, and we get that, you know, it's not an option for everybody. And obviously that's why we have school systems uh, in place. But uh, let's see, he also goes on to say, stop trying to erase history. What other reason would they have other than wanting it to repeat? You can't change the past, so why not learn from it? That is a whole other conversation we can have, yeah. my, my friends. B Hurst, oh my God, B Hurst has got like 50, <laughs> this, I hit a nerve with B Hurst. Uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a history nerd, big big history nerd. So I can, I can go tell. on for hours about some of that stuff. <laughs> With so much technology now, why has the school system uh, seemed to be degrading instead of developing? They also need better communication and management for kids with learning disabilities like ADD and others. Um, why not teach real world applications like taxes, retirement, and economics? In investing Thank instead you. of falling in line to produce sheep for the government, <laughs> bring back the damn paddle. Learning how to pay taxes makes you fall in line to, to be sheep for the government. Yeah, exactly. Um, bring back the damn paddle and a man or woman <laughs> that know how and when to swing it. 
Hell, send a permission slip to my parents if need be. Yes, my child gets out of line. He busted. He whoops that ass. Uh, I had a, I'll never forget this when I was in sixth grade and we went just toward the middle school, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm almost 50 years old and this is stuck with me to this day that we were standing, we had done the tour and we were just coming up to the VP's office to tour that. And about the time that we were doing that, we weren't allowed to go in. Now we know it's because there was a kid getting, getting ready to get his ass whooped in there. And one of the, so the other um, VP walks out and, and he was tall, like he was like Ichabod, like tall, skinny. He was like six, six, something like that. Just really, you know, and of course, he was even taller to us, right? Sure. Being, yeah, he was and, a giant when you're a kid. He walked out, and as it just it was timing, right? It was not planned. It really wasn't. But that door opens as he goes walking out, and you hear the and the kids scream. And this mm-hmm. this VP, the other VP, doesn't he just right because he's way over us, right? He doesn't even make eye contact with any of us, and he just keeps walking by. And he goes, another one bites the dust, <laughs> and all of us were like. <laughs> you were yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. There's there have been no consequences for the misbehavior. Yeah, you know, for the kid, other than you know, oh, you you get suspended, you get sent home. Well, that's a freaking vacation for them. They get on their Xbox and get yeah. on their social media. Yeah, it's uh, an inconvenience for the parents, so they just let them get away with whatever they want. Yeah, uh, typically, you know, um, and if you're not a look, and I get. And, I personally believe spankings are effective. If you're somebody who doesn't, I respect your way of parenting because I'll tell you what, hard hard labor or making them uncomfortable, making them do uncomfortable things like uh, standing on your toes in a squat for, you know what I mean? Like there's things that you could do that, that you know, make them mow the lawn, uh, but with a manual lawnmower on three acres, there's shit you can do to, <laughs> you yeah. know, if that's not your option. Something other than just go to your room. Uh, right or you're grounded right. Disneyland for most of these kids yeah so yeah. it's so if you're somebody who doesn't believe in spanking you know because that that obviously right there's oh, nobody can think critically or past what's said anymore right it's always one or the other and but there's there are definitely things that that can be done that can be crazy effective at uh find a find a farmer in your town and make a muck stalls yeah um, I could go well, on about all kinds of well things. I think I think the point of this is there's consequences for your right. actions right right you know, if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out, right. right? You know, so instead of doing the dumb things, you know, we need to teach some prudence and, and some wisdom. And some, some kids have to uh, learn the hard way. Some kids learn the, the easy way. But there, there's consequences. And I, I feel like, you know, and I'm taking off the GOA hat a little bit. I'm going to start preaching. But, like, we, we live in a world where we just want to chase pleasure and chase, you know, just what makes you feel good. That kind of gets in the whole transgender thing. But like, of, of, you know, there's no consequences. You can just do what you want, and reality be be darned. Yeah. You know, like there, there's no consequences to your action because you can just do what you want, and, and that's that's not right. There, we we live in a world of absolute truth, right? There is a moral right and wrong, and. Uh, that that's what we have to stay with it. and no matter what you think or what you believe in your head that doesn't change reality so good points and, and all good points we, we want the teachers to understand that that we want to give that let me rephrase that we want to give them the tools to be able to protect themselves and, and their students um it, it, the, the way that they feel is most effective for them 
And so while we are going to be teaching, obviously, the criteria to meet the concealed carry and, and, and the teacher carry requirement, we will most definitely be exploring other options um, because I'm all for those other options. Because just like I teach my ladies in my classes, you are too pretty for prison. <laughs> Nobody looks good in County Orange. And do you really, even in a pro to a state, do you really want to take the chance? And this is just criminal, right? This isn't even talking about the civil shit that you could end up in. This isn't even talking about the, the, your own moral and ethical and psychological impact, right? So at, at every turn, what can we do? Like, like you said, you know, what are the options that we can explore that aren't, that aren't, uh, that aren't this lethal option yeah. until you have no choice? And I just wanted to read this uh, real quick. This is from, um, uh, it's on the truth about guns, uh, Rob Morris. He says, yeah. what can be done to stop more mass murders in the United States? That question comes to mind since President Biden recently claimed we need to massively disarm honest U.S. citizens in order to stop mass shootings. Instead of accepting the president's words at face value, I looked at what the experts say. They, there are many questions we may ask and lots of facts we can consider. We do a range of things today to stop violence in the U.S. Uh, this is what I found. We stop several thousand violent events every year. The United States is about average in its rate of mass murder. We stop more than half of the attempted mass murders who attack where honest citizens are allowed to go armed. Most mass murders go through a predictable process, and we ignore warning signs time after time. We've talked about both of those. We should stop making the murderers into overnight celebrities. That's it right there. But that's hard to do because we don't control the media, obviously. Uh, a Walmart employee murdered several of his coworkers in Virginia. That happened a few weeks ago. President Biden then commented, commented that the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no social redeeming value. Zero, none, not a single. Solitary rationale for its exception for its accept for it except profit for the gun manufacturers. That was a direct quote from Biden. And I'm sure I, I said it more uh, uh, legibly than he did. The president's <laughs> comment is bizarre given what we know. We know that more than 4,000 ordinary U.S. citizens use a firearm to protect themselves from a serious threat every single day. Stopping that uh, many assaults, robberies, rapes, and murders is of immense socially redeeming value. The president obviously disagrees. That level of armed self-defense in America shouldn't come as news. We've seen similar reports for the last few decades. The data is broadly uh, consistent, including a report from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention that was commissioned by the Obama administration. We are all biased, but we have good reason to be. We think that what we see in the news gives us a representative uh, picture of what is happening in the world overall. It feels that way to us, but in truth, there's a lot that goes unreported by our local news stations. Grossly unreported. Like approximately 1.5 million. I think John Lott has, has put that research out there. Defensive gun uses a year. Um, mm -hmm. And you pair you pair this so uh, Jean Pierre, right? The that train wreck of a boy. When I thought sake couldn't be bad, this they're like the Democrats were like hold our beer. Like is this this broad shows up? 
And she had to do a huge damage control because God bless Ducey and his, so you all semi-automatic weapons. And she's like, oh, uh, he, he meant assault, assault weapons. Well, my ex-husband assaulted me with his, he almost killed me with his fists. Yeah. I don't see anybody calling for, for more abuser control. I don't see people calling for more fist control, but one of the biggest pawns for gun control is domestic violence victims. And the other one, children. And especially in schools. Yeah. So, so this is why this is so important to me. With this, like, this all just works right into what I do. Um, right now, there's a, I'm not posted about it. And of course, I've got people flooding my my DMs with it, expecting me to comment, post on it. Because I will. Um, I've just been busy with it, getting this event together. But the 911 call that was recorded, I'm sure y'all heard it. Where yeah. the um, the the woman. Then it, and it was in Oregon. My daughter goes to college in Oregon, so this one hit for me. Um, it bothered me, but uh, I mean, not that it didn't bother me as a woman and as an abuse survivor, but having my daughter in that state. But she calls nine one one because her ex uh, boyfriend, who was an abuser and stalking her, was breaking into her house. And the nine one one operator is like, "We're sorry, we don't have anybody to come. Um, just tell him to leave. If he tries to beat you up or tries to hurt you, just tell him to leave." And she ends up getting raped. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, but I the, just but, saw a post on and sorry to catch you off on social media where this nine one one call comes in. That's it. And the guy's yeah. trying to break. Is that the one you're talking about? One I'm and, talking and the and the and the nine one one is like, we don't have anybody to send out. And yeah. she's like, well, so this, well, just tell him to leave. <laughs> it's, like, it's not just the. It's it's not just that what she says, but it's the nonchalant attitude she has about it. Oh, you yeah. notice the sheer lack of empathy as a woman. No empathy at female. all. So let Jordan. me finish this. Let me finish this. So this guy goes on. This is a good article. You guys can oh, go sorry, to. I didn't realize you were still reading it. I apologize. The truth about uh, guns. Uh, Rob Morris, uh, and he and he sums it up by saying. Um, we know what doesn't work. We see example after example where a government employee failed to stop a mass murder. Uh, that can be a call screener at the FBI call center as the attack at the Pulse nightclub. It can be mm -hmm. a school resource officer who stood outside the school building while children were being murdered in Parkland, Florida. We saw over 100 law enforcement officers standing outside an unlocked classroom door in the attack on Uvalde, Texas. We saw school Officials return an armed student to class in the attack in Highland, Mich uh, yeah, Highland, Michigan. I have little hope that bureaucrats will do any better. Fortunately, we can. The good news is that the solution is in our hands. What will we do? And that's the point I'm trying to make is that it has to be up to us, not the government. We have to do this on our own for ourselves. Exactly, and, and that's why we're what, taking it's this It's what these guys are doing at um, GOA, what Carrie's doing with We the Female, and again, the representative guy, his name... Uh, Jay, Jay Stiegel. Jay Stiegel uh, is doing. Uh, so continue, Carrie, sorry. No, that's okay. That's exactly, you just, thank you, you, you said it. That's, that's what we're doing. Like, we've come to realize yeah. that, that, well not come to realize it's we know that we, know. we have for a while yeah. that it's nobody nobody wants to you know take action so somebody needs to and and we need to and jordan and i get in conversations about this all the time where we just get heated and we heat each other up 
talking about it. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it, it, it frustrates me because we're preaching to the choir here. All our listeners, right. you know, know this, but we have to. And I'm glad you said that because, because and I apologize for cutting you off, but that, is, that, is, off. A, that is a button for me. And it pisses me off because I am so sick and tired of the, if I see uh, an, un- all gun laws are unconstitutional or shall not be infringed in the comments, you know what? We know what it says. Yeah. We know that we, we we know what the 27 words of the Second Amendment are. We know that it's unconstitutional. But why don't you get off your fat ass and, and get out in the community and start educating your neighbors and doing shit instead of yeah. just bitching on the Internet? Because you are no better than the people that you profess to bitch about when you don't get off your ass and do anything. Well, I do something. What do you do? I donated to GOA. OK, well, that's great. Thanks. But what are you but how like what are you actively doing in your community? Yeah. We the people are the government. We are meant to run the government. That was the way the structure of this is. We have nobody to blame at the end of the day for the way our situation is, but ourselves. And 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 the people that don't, that boy, do I piss off people when I say that because they don't want to take responsibility for it. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, as long as the, the cable is on or and their internet is on and their pizza is being delivered, and there's beer in the fridge people aren't going to do a goddamn thing to solve the problem and they and the government knows it and that's why they have you complicit and that includes gun owners amen well it's like, Thanks like, for like i was talking head. about earlier you know like <laughs> the complacent gun owners right it's awful. you know and like look i love everyone who donates the goa right but sure. you know even just giving us twenty dollars a year like we need more than that right we need you to to show up at your state capitol yeah. And, and show up at hearings. Even consider being a plaintiff like Carrie did. You know, we, we need you to be active because your your rights are worth taking a day off work and going to your state capitol for a lobby day, right? right. Your your right to own these, right, to have this. I love this. He's going to open AR for our listening these, audience. Right? You know, it, it's worth defending. And, you know, it, it's just not enough to just throw GOA money. It's not enough to just, you know... You know, just t- talk about it online. You have to put action on it. And you know, right. gun owners are our own worst enemies Absolutely. because we we will lose this fight out of pure apathy. Yep, yep. And the whole delusion, right? In Texas, I think is one of the best, and and Arizona to a certain degree. Although Arizona's kind of Carrie Lake really kind of woke them up down there, but um, but the. Texas is a great example. My, I'm half Texan by <laughs> by birth. Uh, my mom, my mom and family are all from Midland, Odessa, West Texas. Which there, they're like, you know, Texas free. Texas this is amazing. Blah blah blah. I'm like, y'all getting ready to flip. Have you been to Austin lately? <laughs> huh? It's like, hey, dude, have you been to Austin lately? <laughs> or El pa- or, or Houston, or even yeah. even um, El Paso, and and I I lived in California, I lived in Oregon, and I lived in Washington for the past twenty years, and I watched Oregon, Washington to a degree. I was a little young to be really uh, aware uh, in in California, but um, but Oregon and and Washington State in particular. I was there and lived through watching how they flip it. Mm. I and, and I tried to tell people, even when they run for office, I'm like, I'm telling you, this is what you need to do because this is what they do. And and I, I have had liberal women come and take my classes, anti-gun liberal women who became completely flipped them, especially when I told them about the, the mental health thing and the denial of a purchase. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Right? And like, because most people have been on some sort of 
something, right? Even if it's just a sleeping medication and some of these medications and things that can get, get, get you denied for a purchase of a gun in Washington, um, are, are not for antidepressants, but they're classified like smoking cessation, right? Sure. But they're classified as that. Sure. Um, and she, she got hot, totally flipped her. I gave her, she, she went to candidates to their pages and she emails me, um, during the election. And she says, if they want people to like me, they want our votes. This is what they need to do to fix it. Like she, we literally tell these people what they need to do to fix, like to, to reach the people that they need to be reaching. Yeah. And they do nothing to the point where I'm convinced. And then they get reelected. And then they get reelected. And so I'm convinced. Explain that. Explain that, you know. I Well, I am convinced after watching what just happened in Washington State in particular, that the Republican Party leadership in each state has absolutely been bought off. Because the things that they're telling these candidates to do. I mean, come on, let's face it. They're they're all on the same team. And they are. They're not on our team. Republicans and, and Democrats, they're working together. Fact. And the fact that they that that they still play this game, I mean, I was blown away. They were telling these candidates in Washington State to go door knocking on Republicans' doors and, and to go to gun conventions. I'm like, this we are in such a divided culture, especially in Washington State. Why are you wasting your time and campaign dollars going to vote to talk to people that are going to vote for you anyway just because of the letter behind your name? Right, exactly. So let's uh, give all your contact info again. Talk about the um, Arm the Teachers, how they can donate, get involved with that, if we've got listeners that would yeah. like to do that. So so uh, but there's many places you can find us, but I think the best place to go to if you want to become a member of GOA, if you want to donate to We the Female, if or if you're a school staff member in Oklahoma who wants to sign up, is to go to gunowners.org slash arm the teachers, arm the teachers plural with an S. Um, go there and, and you can you can learn more. Uh, you know if you like GOA, if you like what you've heard, consider becoming a member. Right? If you like the the new work we're doing with, with We the Female to not just talk about arming teachers, but actually have a hand in doing it. Um, if you like our no compromise policy, even uh, if of, you're already supporting another gun rights uh, um, organization, you can still get involved absolutely. with with GOA. Sure can. It's it's twenty five dollars a year. Heck, that's less than a box of ammo, right? Uh, then you know, <laughs> it's like one much round. less than a box of ammo. It's like one round um, of two seventy nowadays. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that, that's all I got to say. Gunowners.org slash arm the teachers. Go there. there we the go. female, if you want to donate to help arm the teachers, um, I do have a wish list that I, I need to get posted. Um, there are things that we could use um, ammo, targets, that kind of stuff for this event. Or if you want to donate funds, um, we the female.net slash donation or donate, excuse me, we the female.net slash donate. I know um, Jordan's got those links he can, he can actually give you. Um, and put up there for you. Um, but uh, uh, and 100% of all the proceeds that come in, I don't get a paycheck to do what I do. Um, I'm blessed to be in a position not to have to. So 100% of the money um, that is coming in will go to this event and then future events to either arm women or the scholarship fund for abuse victims that can't afford their training. Um, additionally, we do have, um, thanks to, uh, I wanna give uh, Brownells a shout real quick. Um, they are donating a pistol for us to raffle off to raise money for this event. Don't say what it is. Don't say what it is. Not yet. No, you yet. can. This won't be released till Friday. Yeah, you can guess what it is. But yeah, uh, take a guess. Know, is it? They, who is it? 
Who's donating? Smith Brown and Wesson? Owls. Oh, Brownells. They're going to donate Brownells. one of these? Brownells is done. I wish. Brown, I wish. That might not make it to the... <laughs> Oh, sorry, I got lost in transit. <laughs> no, so Brownells is generously, and, and that is uh, in, in part thanks to Sir Michael Singleton from Guns Out TV. He's going to be coming down. Um, he's very supportive of what we're doing, and he helped uh, facilitate getting us that firearm for donation. Nice. If you are a manufacturer or someone in the industry and you have something you'd like to donate for us to raffle off or raise money with, that would be great, too. Um, because this event is going to, this, what is required by Oklahoma is it's going to be expensive. Uh, we didn't get a range for free, unfortunately. Um, so we have to pay for a range and arrange fees. Um, what? And cheap I, bastards. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. And I've even tried to reach out to a couple of other ranges and they won't. It's all about money. People really don't give a shit about arming women or arming teachers. They give a shit about money in this it's industry. Like, oh, can There's I make money from it? Then yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah in January, because um, I'm sure that they have a lot of people at an outdoor range in January, you know, when it's cold and, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. so we're, you know, it, it's not cheap to put this on. Um, we're, we're going to do it regardless. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll find the money for it. But um, if you're so inclined to donate, it is, ta uh, We the Female is a 501c3. So we are, um, it is a tax deductible donation. Um, and if you need an invoice or a receipt for that, especially for objects, you know, um, eyes and ears are great. We need those. Um, and any, anything, ammo, you know, anything like that we can use to, to either use to, to facilitate training or to donate a raffle off is appreciated. Very good. And give you, give it the site one more time. We, the female dot net slash donate. And then gun owners of America dot, org right. slash so, yeah, gun org slash arm the teachers gun owners yeah, yeah. and i'll i'll make uh in the show notes listeners i'll have links that you can go to in the in the show notes uh, where this is posted on the website um so i greatly appreciate you guys taking the time to be on again with the short notice and all and with the the busy schedules that you have it was great having you on uh, very important information glad uh, that we got it out to our listeners so listeners Go and support GOA. Go and support We the Female and this arming, training our, our teachers to be armed. Uh, it, it's all good stuff. So go and, and support thank you that. No, anytime. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, thanks for working us in. Uh, anytime. Uh, appreciate you guys being on. And I'll have you back on because you got a lot to talk about, Carrie. Uh, I know. <laughs> you're, you're a good talker. I, to I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, and Leadheads, go and support those that make this show possible. Uh, all our sponsors of the show, um, they're giving back to you with our 10-year giveaway. I haven't talked about that. So you can go to uh, TalkingLead.com, and uh, there's links to the giveaway there. I'm sharing my screen here. I'm trying to get to it. Uh, and this is what it is. It's one of those Gleam giveaways. The more you go and like, the pages and subscribe the more entries you get Ooh, clear them cookies and go back every day that's right uh so like i said we've got six different packages close to ten thousand dollars in prizes uh four firearms we've got a century arms ap5 we've got a tavor from iwi we've got an ar7 from henry rifles that's one of those breakdown 22s that will store cool. in the butt stock and they'll float uh, watertight. Uh, Keltex put up a custom Cerakoted 
uh, multi-magazine sub-2000. That's the, the breakdown carbine that they have that you can fold it and it'll fit nicely in a backpack or underneath your car seat. Uh, and Crimson Trace has put up a couple of scopes. Mission First Tactical has put up a slew of prizes. They've got holsters. They've got drinkware. They've got uh, backpacks and gun cases. And then Kraken Cases has put up five of their Gamma cases. Have you guys heard of, of, of Kraken before? I haven't. So it's, it's this foam is what it is. And... It's like a memory oh. phone. So you can put your gun and you can stack oh. these too deep. See that? Oh, I could use that when I'm on the road. And you can put what? you can put ear pro in there, eye pro, your binoculars. And what they're not showing you is that it's too deep. There's one underneath that too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Man, I could use that when I'm traveling. That'd be because oh, I have to take a lot of handguns and rifles with me when I travel. Yeah, and they're going to be coming out with gun cases, full rifle cases, uh, but this is the one that they've got right now. So Kraken cases, thank you to Ben uh, for putting those up. Uh, ASP USA, they've got one of their uh, ass flashlights. Um, not ass, it's Raptor uh, flashlights. It's almost 2,000 lumen flashlights with a... Um, CS spray kit. I think there's a whistle on there and oh. and some other things on that. And talk about great non-lethal for I'm a huge fan of of, of the spray and flashlights. Yeah, definitely. Huge fan of those. Uh, and then Seal One, uh, thanks to Dwight over there, Seal One, they put up one of their awesome complete gun cleaning kits. Uh, and medical points abroad, they've got like a two hundred sixty-five dollar. Oh, wow. Uh, med kit that they're including in, in prize package six. Uh, there's Eight. another scope in there. And then our friends over at Lockdown have put up one of their hide-a-gun shelves, uh, you know, like hide-in-plain-sight shelves. Uh, yeah. Very nice piece of furniture. They put up a couple of their magnets for a hide-a-gun for, hide for your magnets. You can put them under a desk, put them in your car. Uh, and then a dehumidifier um rod and a hygrometer for your safe so those things are all awesome for your safe so like i said like ten thousand dollars primary arms is putting up an optic on every one of the firearms or uh putting red dots on every one of those so an awesome giveaway you guys take take the time go enter that it's until the end of the month for this one you've got to enter so do that go to my website talkingled.com and that's where you can have a link to go and enter. And then also our raffle, by the time you hear this, our raffle to raise money for Sheepdog Impact Assistance is probably over. It ends tomorrow. Um, so if you haven't had a chance and there's still time, the 15th is when this raffle ends. Again, you can go to my website. There's a link there. We're giving away a BFT 47 AK from Century Arms has donated that. And uh, I think we've got close to like, I don't know, six, seven thousand tickets sold already. Wow! So uh, your odds are still pretty good. So go and enter that because people are buying like in bulk. You know, they're buying two hundred, four hundred, five hundred tickets at a time. So I would. They're all, they're like <laughs> it starts off at a dollar a ticket. 
So you have to buy a minimum of 10. It's 10 bucks to get in. And then if you want to buy more, they get cheaper. So the people who are buying 200, uh, I can't remember. I think they're like 50 cents a ticket. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but that all the proceeds, 100% of that goes to the Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Great organization that is helping our veterans, law enforcement, military, first responders, keeping them active by doing their get-off-the-couch programs, um, scuba diving, hunting trips, uh, hiking trips. They did a trip to Kilimanjaro not too long ago. They That's were amazing. A trip to, to there. I know they do stuff at Yellowstone all the time. They do um, uh, disaster recovery missions. So go sheepdogimpactia.org and um, donate. And then my website for the link for the raffle. Um, and that is going to be announced on the next Talking Lead AK Corner. We're going to announce the winner of this raffle. So that's what we do here, guys. Um, for our winners, for our listeners who win, they have to actually listen to the podcast because I don't contact winners. They have to listen to the podcast to find out if, if they win. Nice. If if they don't claim their prizes, then we donate them to Sheepdog. That's, I like it. That's how we do it here. So you got to listen to find out if you won. Uh, do all the things. That's but awesome. All our all our sponsors, uh, Mission First Tactical. You go to their website. Use the code Leadhead. You know this is the the season for Christmas, so you still got time for your Christmas shopping. Mission First Tactical Leadhead twenty percent off any of your purchases there. You go to SealOne.com. Use the code Leadhead to get twenty five percent off there. Seventeen seventy six United for the Talking Lead Leadhead Brigade patches. Our uh, logoed shirts and our Leadhead Brigade shirts, you go to 1776 United, use the code TALKINGLEAD, get 20% off there. ASP, you heard them, uh, they've got some prizes there that they're giving away, but uh, they have upped their discount code for you Leadheads uh, for the holiday season. Instead of 15%, it's 20% off now. Use the code all caps LEADHEAD, anything at AskUSA.com. You know, they make those handcuffs and the the batons, you know, you're talking about less lethal lethal yeah. options. You know, they've got the batons there. Um, and the flashlights are bar none my favorite flashlights of any company uh, out there. They've got a, a wide variety of different uh, flashlights for you to use, dual fuel uh, and rechargeable. Leadhead, all caps, 20% off. Factory 47, you see the nice AK logoed hat I'm wearing here. Uh, and then, of course, our AK Corner logo apparel. Uh, you go to Factory 47, Factory with a K. Use the code LEADHEAD. You get 10% off uh, anything there. Uh, IWIUS, they're probably running some kind of stuff for their swag on their, their website. You can go there, check them out. Uh, and then Keltech, you use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 15% off anything at Keltech, uh, not firearms. No firearms. You can't buy guns on their website. But any of their um, pro uh, products from their pro shop at Keltec. And then Lockdown, you heard those cool prizes that they've got there, the hottest shelves, the cool things for your safes. And then you see this nice display wall that I've got behind me here. You see that? For, mm -hmm. for our listening audience? Those are called Secure Walls. That's new, new product from <laughs> Lockdown. And those will be available first of the year, but you can go ahead and reserve those. I think they're taking pre-orders on them. Those are cool. Uh, and you use the code LEADHEAD 
That's right, Leadhead. 15% off any of your purchase uh, at Lockdown.com. Uh, and that's what their logo looks like, in case you want to know what that is. Actually, Great I have people. three of their magazine racks right over here. Nice. So uh, they may or may not be holding AR mags. They may or may <laughs> not be holding AR mags. <laughs> I bet they I, are. I love those. And, you know, just side note on that, your uh, the people you work with and the sponsors, they've given you very generous they are generous. Discount codes. Those are generous discount codes. Most are 10%. That, well, so, I negotiate the well for my lead heads. Um, yes, you do. You know, so we've got some of the lo most loyal listeners said we've been doing this for 10 years. And I appreciate not only our listeners, uh, but our sponsors and friends of the show that, that take care of our listeners. And we're looking at, you know, hopefully doing another 10 years of this, this talking lead that we do. Um, and having great guests like yourselves. So, Leadheads, go let them know how much you appreciate them taking the time and being on. Go to their websites. Go to their Instagrams. Did you guys give your Instagrams, your social meds, where people can go? Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, so I have uh, my personal, which is Jordan K. Stein. Uh, my instructor business page is Dry Powder Training. Um, and, of course, GOA's Gun Owners of America. So Just at Gun Owners of America? That Yep. Okay. Yep. And and then you got two. You got the the stilettos and shotguns, and you've got the we the female. Three point oh, because I'm on my third. I had two. My first two stilettos and shotguns accounts. My first one at eighteen thousand. My second one at twelve thousand. Uh, taken down within eleven months of each other. No, not even that. Seven months of each other. Oh wow. Uh, so I'm on my third. So it's stilettos and shotguns three point oh, and then we the female underscore official on Instagram. Just we the female on. Um, on uh, uh, Facebook and we the, and stilettos and shotguns, um, and then we the female dot or net either one they both yeah. will take you the same. I'm also on Twitter, the real underscore SNS. Very good, Leadheads. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the holidays. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have another episode. Definitely the AK corner is going to be dropping before Christmas. Uh, so we'll talk to you then. But if not, uh, be safe. Have a Merry Christmas. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your guns closer. And arm the women with education, confidence, <laughs> and self-defense. Never compromise on your gun rights. And and join a nice, GOA. A nice yep. firearms uh, advocate group like GOA. That'd make a good Christmas gift, too, wouldn't it? If we had gift memberships. There you go. There you go. Do it, Leadheads. <laughs>